When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Musgrove, and today joined by our chief Newcastle United writer, Lee Ryder. And of course, we're into the final few days of the January transfer window, and we thought we'd bring you a few updates. It's been a busy couple of days for journalists covering Newcastle United, and we're going to start with the the most the, the breaking story, really, on Bruno Gomez from Leon, the midfielder, defensive midfielder. He's had interest from the likes of Arsenal and Juventus. Lee, there's lots of reports out there, um, but what is your latest understanding regarding Newcastle's interest in the Brazilian? Yeah, well, I think they've done their work very diligently on this one and very quietly because, you know, not a lot has come out on this one. So today, um, as he's, you know, this morning, as these reports were sort of gathering momentum, um, there, there are well-placed people at Newcastle United who have now, you know, said it's working in a positive fashion. It's working in the direction that they're they're comfortable with. We don't normally get too many steers on any sign, and really because Newcastle like to to wait until it's done. But this one, you know, that they, they seem to be happy to share that information with us. It's going in the direction they want. Um, but what it's showed is, is that. You know, if they can't get one target, they're, they're quite happy to keep moving on onto another. It shows a lot of ambition, and it just shows that really, for Newcastle United fans, they can rest assured that you know the club are they are trying again. And you know, they they got two signings in. They're a bad week last week. This week has been a bit frustrating again, um, but they're not giving up, and there's no excuses. Um, they held a high-level meeting, which we reported uh, earlier in the week involving Amanda Stavely and, and the top figures from Pith. So hopefully, uh, you know, five days left now, we're going to we're gonna see some real progress. But this looks like it will be a good sign-in. Uh, looks like Arsenal have um, could potentially be pipped on this one. Looks like they put a lot of groundwork in on them. Um, Arsenal fans are not very happy that they, they could potentially miss out. So we'll, we'll wait and see because it is fluid. As I say, things are ongoing. But um, at the moment, you know, the word, you know, coming from Newcastle is that this is uh, this is moving in, in a positive direction and uh, hopefully that can be signed number three done. Yes, yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. I mean, we will just say we are recording this. It's just gone one o'clock on the 26th of January. So by the time you hear this, things may have moved in one direction or the other. But um, I mean, the stats for Gumerez Lee are, are, are brilliant, really. Statman Dave on Twitter has um, posted that, um, you know, Gumerez ranks first with passes into the final third, first for progressive passes, first tackles won, first through balls, and uh, I think it's third there, or, yeah, third there for pressures. You know, it's exactly the type of player you feel Newcastle need in the middle of the park. Someone who is effective on the ball, effective off the ball, can break up the opposition because I think in recent weeks, while uh, performances have improved, we're still seeing... Um, in my opinion, 
that Newcastle are lacking just something, a bit of bite in the middle of the park. And this would definitely go some way to solving that. Yeah, and it, bl- it blows up blows up in the, the midfield battle for places. Um, you know, Joe Linton's been doing a, a great job there, but um, what would happen, you know, going forward remains to be to be seen because you know John Joe Shell is in there. He's he's now known that he has to produce top performances every game. You know, there's no for any player now. There's no walking straight back into the side after injury or, or whatever. You know, there's com- genuine competition for places. You know, bubbling away, new players coming in. Um, it would it would make that midfield battle interesting, but a cool and composed figure in the middle wouldn't do Newcastle any harm at the minute. I think you know, for, from Joe Linton's point of view, to have fellow countrymen in the squad would also be a positive for me. This guy knows exactly what's been troubling Joe Linton when he's played in the forward position. Then maybe he's got the answers to uh, pick him out with a, a few few decent balls forward, um, given his reputation for passing. So we'll wait and see. Um, but for me, I think all departments on the pitch need needs improvement. They've got a right back. Looks hopefully like they're going to get a centre mid, defensive midfielder. And obviously they've got Chris Wood, who got stronger as the game went on at Leeds. And I don't think he's, he's, a, he's going to be a prolific scorer. Think he will get goals, but I think he's he's going to be in the side to win headers, knockdowns, and, and help when the team's under the cosh defensively as well. So I was impressed with what I saw from him in the second half. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people were we saw a bit more of, about about him. Um, Gomez is over in South America, so it's thought any medical would would take place over there. He's on international duty. Lots of fans or on social media, Lee. A, they can't quite believe that Newcastle are in for a player of his quality, but also, as we've mentioned, he's had interest from the likes of Arsenal, Juventus, um, and a lot of people are just a little bit wary. You know, they're, they're saying the old thing, we're not going to believe it until he's holding the shirt up. And I suppose that that's always the risk, isn't it, when it comes to January transfer, well, any transfer? Yeah, it is. And, you know, it, it would be a sensational deal. There's no doubt about it. You know, he's already got caps for Brazil. Um, looks like he's going to be part of their World Cup squad so you would be getting in a you know a top top player um for what for me is deemed quite a, a reasonable fee given the transfer fees of this day and age especially with what's been going on with Diego Carlos where that's a guy who isn't a regular in the Brazil team you know he's playing the Olympic squad but he, you know he's not a regular Brazil international and yet Newcastle have you know, being quoted like 50, 60 million for him in total, that is, uh, because of add-ons. But, uh, you know, if they can get this one through the door, then I think it really does capture the imagination. And I think a lot, you know, even if they only sign three players in this window, I think a lot of fans would accept it because they know that they've been trying for others and they know that they can't get in a position where they're just throwing money around like confetti because obviously... You've got the summer window to consider as well, and, and financial fair play. So, look, we are, what what we all know is is that the club are pushing for probably five or six players in this window. If they get three done with four days to go, then they know it means they probably are going to get more. But if they didn't, it wouldn't be through the one to try. And whereas in the past, as I said, you know, last time I spoke to you, uh, the, the the old regime would tell me, you know, that's just done for business. And that was on January the 3rd or January the 4th one year. So 
it's a far cry from those days and hopefully Newcastle can finish the win on style now. Fingers crossed. You mentioned there Dio Carlos. Do we think that deal is 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 now it, it it's it's over because of the price Newcastle are being quoted? Or do you maybe see Sevilla uh, maybe you know backtracking somewhat the closer we get to the the, the closing of the window? I, th- I think you would be you, you would you could end up with uh, you know coming back to haunt you if you if you write off any transfer now with and that one. Definitely, especially given the age, the two agents, you know, are working with Carlos and obviously the new boy coming in. But for me, that that suggests that the the, the call, he's, he's still on the call list, basically recent calls, and uh, I think, you know, there the might be for me there might be a tipping point with that one. I, I'm not writing it off yet. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen. Um, and I'll probably be accused of sitting on the fence, but I'm certainly not going to say it's it's over because it's not because things change. This guy, you know, knows that he's sitting on potentially the biggest payday of his life. If he starts threatening not to play for them, which he hasn't so far, but he but he could. And at the end of the day, Newcastle could be going back to that deal. I, I don't think you can write it off yet. In the meantime, because obviously I think a lot of people are in agreement that. The centre back area is somewhere they need to really improve. We saw a brilliant performance from Fabian Scher against Leeds, but it's probably been his best performance of, of the season, in my opinion. He's been quite average. Other than that, Junior Castle need to to look elsewhere just in case this Carlos deal doesn't come off, or if the window closes and they haven't brought a centre back in, would that be deemed all right, or would it be deemed a failure? Do you think? Look, they need a centre back. They, they know. They need a centre back, and they're trying to get one. So, I think we can just probably leave that one right there. I don't, I don't think, I don't think fans are going to be protesting if they don't sign a centre back. Put it that way. But they would die and need a one. And I think if they didn't get one, then it would send a warning shot to the current centre backs that uh, you know we've got money. We are looking in that position and. Uh, if you want to be part of this, then you know you're gonna to have to find it, put your put your best foot forward and uh, start performing because we can change we can change this around very quickly. Um, but I, I still think they'll get one because they've got backup options and they're talking to a lot of the top agents now, and I think they've got a real opportunity to strengthen in that area. Gareth McCarthy says he would like two to come in. What is refreshing Lee, is that we have people leading this transfer window for Newcastle where, you know, they're not, like you say, the previous ownership were just, it was kind of, the window was written off essentially very early on. They weren't up for doing any business. Here they've had targets and if it hasn't come off, they moved on elsewhere and they're not just sitting back, which is really refreshing because we know the danger Newcastle United are in and it is, like I said, just refreshing to have owners with a with a sense of direction and a, a plan of action. Yeah, I mean, I think... I've seen one or two things uh, where people have been criticising them because they're not football people. Well, I'd, if you buy a football club, then you, you've got some interest in football. So at the end of the day, you know, Sir John Hall wasn't an expert on football and technicalities and, and bringing players and things like that. What he did was he gave the people beneath him the opportunity to, to go out and do it. Um, so... For me, that's 
that argument's you know null and void really. Yes, a director of football is probably needed to make some of these things work quicker. But at the end of the day, if there's a will, there's a way sort of thing. And I think that you know the, the, they've got two in the door already. They wanted more, and looks like they're going to get more now. So if you'd said to any any Jody on January the first, you're going to sign four or five players in this window, nobody would have complained. Um, it's just I think they've been tested by the market at the moment. I think they've been tested by the fact everyone thinks that they've got loads of money. And also the fact that they're in the bottom three, I think that's made it very difficult. Players not sure which division they're going to be playing in next season. So, yeah, it, it's never an easy window to begin with. So if they signed four or five players, they've done particularly well. Nathan Grundy there asks Lee whether, well, he says, I wonder whether clubs would be putting such prices on the players if Newcastle weren't in a relegation position. Do you think there's a, an element of, of truth in that? And also, I guess that like you say that clubs think Newcastle have got an endless pot and they're, they're clearly putting a bit of uh, extra money on the asking prices. Yeah, this, this is the way of the world at the, at the moment, just because of the way, the, what because of COVID and what the world's turned into, that everybody... Is trying to make a fast buck, you know, houses, cars, footballers, everything's just gone up in price. And I think really from from Newcastle's point of view, they probably knew this was going to happen. Um, but they've shown already that they won't crumble to the demands if, if it's getting unreasonable. So I think that that's that's good going forward. And I think once they get a director of football in. They'll be able to really do get get stuck in and find these players who have got the clauses in the contract, and you know I, th- I think then you, you you find more reasonable prices and um, you can come away with uh, better deals. On the centre back search uh, on our website today, you can see Lee's put a piece up regarding the centre back search, and um, Newcastle has been offered hungry Hungarian national uh, centre back. Atelia Sazaila, I think I pronounced that right, um, as a potential alternative to Carlos. Um, what, what's your understanding there, Lee? Is that some, someone that you think maybe could come in if, if the Carlos deal doesn't doesn't get done? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one that's, you know, has been on the radar for, for a while. And it's an area where, I mean, Newcastle haven't had too many Hungarian players, but, you know, I, I know... I've got, actually got some couple of friends in Hungary, and they always mention this guy as one of the one of the top top players. And you know, he's got thirty three caps uh, for Hungary, and they've done well in recent tournaments. They've started qualifying for tournaments, which which you know was unusual for them. And, and he's been part of that, so I think that wouldn't be a bad option if uh, the Carlos deal doesn't come off. But anyone who's, who's going to come in. And bolster the position and, and make competition for places there can only be a good thing. I heard someone <laughs> reference him uh, as the Hungarian Van Dyke, so I'm sure Newcastle fans would take that on. Um, Jesse Lingard is the other name that's been consistently linked, not just in this window, but for the goodness knows how long. Claims, Lee, um, from a, a sister paper down in Manchester, the Manchester Evening News, that Manchester United are after some sort of... If Newcastle survive relegation, they want to be paid a bonus. It's remarked it could be as high as 12 or 15 million, which is seems bizarre to me. What's your latest understanding with, 
with Lingard. Yeah, I was told earlier in the week that it's obviously an initial fee up front, um, which I was told at the start of the week was being touted on as four million up front, which is a lot for a loan fee, because a loan fee is normally one million, two million pounds, four millions. Very extortionate. So um, then there would be the money to lump on at the end of the season as well. So it would be an expensive deal. Um, if he had the same sort of impact as he did at West Ham, it would be worth it. Uh, but it seems very complicated, that one at the moment. Yeah, it would be, be a great sign. Like I said, the, the impact he had at West Ham was was tremendous last season. Um, of course, he's out of contract, I think, in the summer as well. So um, maybe one to, to revisit. Um, in terms of any, anything else, the outgoings perhaps, could we see? I mean, Jeff Hendrick was linked to, to Middlesbrough earlier this week. I guess if the likes of Gomez did come in, like we say, that would add another body to the midfield. So potentially we could see you know, some outgoings um, in that area. Yeah, which... You know, when when you're a club, when you're pushing on it, that always happens. I mean, even going back to, you know, even the the entertainers team. So uh, Scott Sellers, the famous story, uh, the players were, you know, going out to train. David Ginola's knocking shots in from 30, 35 yards in the warm-up. And Scott Sellers, you know, uh, obviously... I can't repeat it on here, but, you know, he's, he's pretty much said that. That's me done then. And, um, you know, he, he had to pay the price for that. Rue Fox is another one where fantastic player who did very well at Newcastle. But, you know, they, they signed Keith Gillespie and, you know, that was his days numbered. So that's the entertainers going about. That, that That's a team that were at the top of the table. We're now going to be going into the last few days of the window and they will have to trim that squad down because... Uh, they will. They don't want to be. They don't want unhappy players on board who aren't going to get a game. Um, I think there'll be a flurry of outgoings, probably the day before deadline day or deadline day itself. Um, we've got a message here from Lee Trainer. He says, "I truly appreciate the efforts of our new owners uh, with the fans and speaking to the fans and the press. It just shows we are a team together, and you get that sense of." T- Togetherness when you when you you're looking at the squad as well and on social media, um, it's just brilliant to see. And, and we're getting loads of comments as well about how fans are happy that the owners aren't being held to ransom, that they're refusing to you know to match these ridiculous asking prices, which shows you know they've got a brilliant business sense as well as as well as learning the, the whole football aspect of it. Well, that just tells you about the mood uh, around the city at the moment, and just shows you that. When, when, when fans see ambition and when fans see it's people trying the best, then you know it's fine. But when they see a club happy to stand still and, and not progress, then that that's different. It's the same on the pitch, isn't it? If you see a player who's running about and giving everything, you you're going to appreciate what his efforts. But you know, if you see someone who's just not willing to put a shift in or goals missing in games. Then uh, you need to uh, you obviously need to, to to make your feelings known. So from from Newcastle's point of view, uh, they just need to have a good strong finish to the window now. And are you expecting a busy few days? You know, usually as we get towards the end of the window, it's 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 it was very quiet. But obviously with the new one that's coming in, are you expecting a, a busy end to the window? 
that's been a busy uh, twenty six days. So yeah. I would I would say it's not gonna it's not gonna let up now. So yeah, I think we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be sitting here talking again very soon. Hopefully about new players. Could you see a striker coming in? A lot of people are asking. Do you think they need to, another addition in, in the in the up front? I would say that all positions have been looked at. And, you know, if a, if an opportunity comes for a player, you know, I mean, obviously he's not a striker, but Deli Ali is one that's been put to Newcastle in the aftermath of Lingard not happening at the moment as it stands. Then he would be potentially... You know, a great signing to come in and uh, re- recapture his form. So, look, I think uh, it's going to be an exciting end to the window, whatever way you look at it. Uh, deadline days are normally really flat. I mean, I mean, I remember the last one; it was it was, it was awful. Uh, <laughs> there wasn't much happening, and you knew you knew that on the morning when you woke up and opened your laptop, you knew it wasn't going to be an exciting window. But now, every day you're waking up. Um, and you know there's going to be, you know there's going to be things happening, and it and it's not just the local media who are covering Newcastle now. It's it's the whole whole country, and you know I'm getting calls from journalists from everywhere that I haven't heard from for years, and uh, you know it's 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 fantastic really just to see the club showing that showing that ambition again. Definitely, as you tweeted out and as mentioned in this podcast, it's a far cry to what, what we're used to, but long may continue. Thank you, Lee, for sharing the latest updates with Newcastle United's transfer window to you guys listening. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you can like and follow the podcast, that would be much appreciated. Totally free to do. You can also sign up to uh, Lee's newsletter. That's in the comments, and I'll pop it in the podcast notes as well, where you will get uh, Lee's new- newsletter sent straight to your inbox when he sends it out. Um, lots of good stuff in there. Thank you very much once again for tuning in and enjoy the rest of your week.